0: in the zone, boys. Oh, God damn it. Amateur hour, Jesus Christ. And yeah, I've heard horror stories about, oh God, got, how much money did we give to those cheese-eating French folks?
1: Okay, Albert, cut that out. Albert, cut that the fuck out.
0: In three, two, one. The Statesman Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Statesman Podcast. I am Albert. I'm Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about the wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous state of iowa usa
0: the energy the energy from you right now <laughs> i think is the perfect setup for how this episode's about to go all right <laughs> i'm just teeming with excitement to talk about uh my home state iowa yeah because you're you're from iowa you lived there before you moved here to oklahoma yep. uh, how long were you there for i lived there for the first 11 years of my
1: life okay so you probably know a decent amount of uh the
0: beautiful state of iowa yeah uh When I, when I think of Iowa, like when I think of being a kid in Iowa, it's just like the standard, uh, like Midwest small town fantasy. Like when I was a kid, I had like unlimited access to just go around town wherever I wanted on my bike. It was basically stranger things. Oh, perfect. I just went around with my friends, got into shenanigans, uh, on our bikes. No real supervision from our parents because you didn't need that in small town USA. I feel like back then a lot of us did that because I remember being younger and just going out and doing whatever. I guess, yeah. It probably depends on your upbringing because my fiance went to the end of her street on her bike and then she had to turn around and come back home. That's a thing? Yeah. (laughs) What? a lot of, uh, yeah, in bigger cities, a lot more parents are afraid to just let their kids like roam the streets. I guess it makes sense. Yeah.
1: But anyway, let's. Uh, I want to dive in. So, okay, you. Let's start off with this. If you had to describe I one one word, what
0: would you say? Uh. Man, <laughs> the silence is loud. Just rural, I guess. Rural. Okay. Rural. Rural. Just That's such a hard word to say. Or. Uh, just classic America. I don't know. I'm sure I look back on it with like rose colored glasses because uh, it's just my childhood, but. The town I'm from just had that real small town American feel. There were like little, you had like the local goofballs that everyone knew in town. Uh, We had this dude named Merlin in uh, my hometown in Humboldt, Iowa. Mm -hmm. This dude named Merlin, he uh, was kind of famous for just going all out every year for Halloween and Christmas. Like he decked his house out. It probably cost him like $100 a day at least just to uh, keep his lights on during Jeez. the holiday season also a pimp that guy also was our local pimp oh well <laughs> <laughs> but you know just some wholesome fun for the family around christmas time go see the local pimps uh <laughs> santa decorations at his big blue house literally fun for the whole family the kids get to watch that dad sinks off for a little bit yeah <laughs> there was uh yeah our, our neighbor worked with him actually shout out patty um <laughs> There were there, it, so like back when I don't know, it, society was less like centralized around cities, um, small towns like that had their own way of just sustaining themselves, mm-hmm. And we had there's it's a trail now. It's like a closed trail between, I think, like three towns around where I'm from. And it's called the Three Rivers Trail. Um, and it used to be train tracks that connected all the small towns in that area. Um, and it was like a closed rail system so like if someone needed to take some feed corn from like humboldt to west bend and just throw it on the train tell me tell me more about humboldt because i've heard a few
1: stories but yeah I, I
0: think it needs more more fame yeah humboldt iowa usa uh it's in north northeast or northwest north central ish iowa uh population of like four thousand, maybe a lot of agriculture um just a real classic small town. It has like the main street drag with a barbershop that my grandpa used to run. It's now a tattoo parlor. Um, my stepmom and my dad used to run a Curves on the main street. What is a Curves? It's a women's exercise place. Oh. They opened it in like 2006. And then we had the recession. So they didn't own Curves for a super long time. <laughs> it's a great name but, for though. Yeah. But, yeah, my family was part of the uh, little hometown appeal. They had a business on Main Street. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. It's just a real – it's a lot like uh, Hawkins from Stranger Things. Okay, so very that very, like, uh, small town, like, close community vibe. Yeah, a lot of local pride. Everyone keeps their lawn mode. because um, no one wants to be that guy on the street. <laughs> you never want to be the bad lawn person in a small town. No, you don't that's an executable offense in humboldt
1: so from from you living there and kind of you know going to school and everything what's some just give
0: us like a little bit of brief history about good old iowa well iowa state motto our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain so this is a very uh very much leaning in one direction state you would think but Iowa is actually extremely balanced politically. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Um, you know, because it's a very rural agricultural state. Um, mm. So, you know, you have a lot of farmers that, at least in my experience, the farmers were very conservative. And then the the townies, like the, the, the people <laughs> that lived in town, the teachers, the barbers, could be pretty liberal, pretty progressive. So let's see, Iowa, it was the... 29th state uh to be iowa was the 29th state admitted to the union Hmm. um it was incorporated into u.s territory after the louisiana purchase in 1803 so you might recall history class uh, lewis and clark bought like a big chunk of the midwest uh from napoleon i believe for not a lot of money, it was like two million dollars. How much what? the Louisiana purchase? Dude, I, I barely graduated. I don't know. For like, it's a good like two percent of the entire Earth's surface. It like it's Louisiana, like New Orleans, and then it stretches up into like part of Canada. If you look at a map, there's like just a little. I want to know what happened to that. Why is that Canada's now? We bought it fair and square from Napoleon. Let's see here.
1: I have no idea. <laughs>
0: Why? Dude. Yeah, why did Canada just get to skim off the top our chunk of the Louisiana Purchase? I don't know. Well, we're, right we're diving into parts that I have zero information <laughs> about. But yeah. This is your area of expertise, history. $15 million. All right, so in 1803, Lewis and Clark strolled into the Louisiana Territory, and they were like, hey, hey Napoleon. How was that? It's a nice little cut of land you got here. <laughs> Italian mobster. Let's say you give it to America for 15 million. 15 big ones. Which in today's money would be 323 million dollars. That's still not bad for like a percentage of the earth. that's, That's a lot of states. You're buying. They bought Oklahoma. They bought Arkansas. They bought Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, big chunk of Montana for like a CEO's salary. That's that's like
1: a, a decent house.
0: What decent? What like in like hello, New, like Beverly Hills, three hundred. T- I guess, yeah. Think of how many decent houses you could build in the entire Midwest for that. Much <laughs> that's money. what I'm
1: saying. It's like I I was stating like that because like that's such a small plot of
0: land, as opposed to literally mo- like a chunk of the country yeah 323 million that's like that's like a thousand square feet of coastal real estate these days so that really speaks to how down bad france was in 1803 i think napoleon just finished getting his ass beat in a war and then he was on his way to go do it a few more times (laughs) um so yeah 15 big ones for uh Like two percent of the entire land mass—it's crazy. It's probably way more than two percent too. It's like the whole middle section of the continental U.S. And Iowa land, smack dab right there. It is a lot of a lot of French influence in uh, Iowa too. The capital's called Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Which I, I think it means like where the rivers split or something. I don't know. Are there rivers there? Oh, yeah. Iowa is uh, one of the only states perfectly sandwiched by two rivers parallel. Oh, really? The eastern border and the western border. Interesting. I want to say the wet, uh, eastern border is the Mississippi River, and then the western border is
1: some other shit. All right. I'm like, this. See, that's, that's why I think this really works is because you know a whole lot of history and stuff, and I am funny sometimes. <laughs> so this is a great, great set of... But speaking of history stuff, I do want to ask a little more. What... Tell, tell us some more like history, anything off the top of your
0: head that's like worth noting. Um, what makes Iowa such a staple here in America? Well, uh, it was pretty disputed land from 1803 to about the 1830s uh, due to the War of 1812. Um, Britain was still not super cool with all the land that we were claiming in America. Uh, I believe the land that became Iowa was disputed between Britain, uh, the indigenous people, and the and us who mm. when we bought it for fifteen million from France, we were like, hey, we lowballed that that's our we that's our land. We lowballed it fair and square from Napoleon. So until about the 1830s it was uh pretty unpopulated. Uh eighteen thirty three is when the first settlers began to move in and the natives were also removed around that time, unfortunately. Ooh. And they weren't gonna have a good another hundred years for a while you know we could probably do a whole podcast on how the natives got screwed over yeah oh yeah from every state just yeah each that's what i'm saying like each episode can have its oh yeah iowa by the way is named after a, a native tribe the iowa people oh i never thought about that yep i guess it is like a native sounding name yeah most of our states are uh or a lot of our locations are based on native uh vernacular how we honor them after genociding them so around the 1830s uh people really began moving towards uh moving into the iowa region around that time uh industries began to really take off um Mm -hmm. iowa was a hub for pretty much everything uh banking uh manufacturing other stuff but where the real money is in iowa agriculture baby
1: yeah actually i wanted to ask you about that like um so the the way you've been describing it, I just picture Iowa as one gigantic farm. Yes. Just a field. <laughs> it's just one giant field. Yes. And then there's
0: also some houses every now and then. Literally, where I'm from, it's not. A, there's trees, but not a whole lot of trees because trees get in the way of potential farmland. So mm-hmm. tear those suckers out. Oh, so Iowa's like flat, flat. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, where I'm from, you can stand and turn in a circle and you'll see fields and fields and fields stretching forever. And then every once in a while, you'll see a little patch of trees to interrupt it. That's where someone's farm is at. <laughs> then more fields, more field, and then you'll see a big patch of trees and that's gonna be a town. Those are gonna be your, your Gilmore cities, your Pocahontas. Is that the name of a city? Yeah, Pocahontas, yep. Hmm. Uh, probably has something to do with the Lewis and Clark expedition. Oh, right, yeah in gilmore city that's where my dad is from uh i was limestone capital there's a big quarry out there that my dad worked at for like 20 years just mining limestone and just moving rocks around yep uh so people can build roads and buildings and whatnot (laughs) i always sound like the shit it's all right uh yeah it's probably different based on that (laughs) reaction
1: (laughs) i just want i just want to show you what your reaction just was
0: you went it's all right Eh." I mean, it de- it depends on who you are. If you're a hustle and bustle <laughs> kind of person. Well, even then, if you're like all hustle and bustle, it could still be good to you. Because like I said earlier, there's a lot of like local pride. Keep your lawn mowed. Keep your gutters clean. But there are like there's cities in Iowa, right? Like, like, yeah, it's Gilmore City. Population 400. There's really real you're joking. Okay. <laughs> no, I was that... like, oh, my God. What is this <laughs> state? No, I mean, there's Des Moines. There's a few million people that, well. The total Iowa population is like 3 million. So there's probably a few hundred thousand people in Des Moines. Oh, my God. Part of the Omaha metropolitan area. Wait, wait, Two counties. Sorry, like, go back. What's the population of Iowa? little over 3 million total.
1: So it, it literally is just a ton of land. Like that's just farmland yes. USA.
0: Yeah. The, pretty much, yeah. Because that's not a lot of people for a state. No. <laughs> but you can't plant fields with all those people in the way that's that is true we got to keep those fields which is good
1: i mean we need farms and we need farmers and i mean we need food we need to be able to survive i just in my head it was like spread out a lot more but i guess it makes sense that you'd have a couple
0: states that are like okay we're supplying for everybody so thank you iowa it's empty we need iowa yeah i mean iowa is the number one producer of corn and ethanol in the country probably the world what need gas yeah uh most of the corn actually uh people don't eat it's all feed corn to support oh. uh hogs and cattle farmers some oh a lot of people will set aside like a small portion of their field like mm-hmm. one row of maybe like 20 corn plants uh and grow sweet corn and oh oh my god dude <laughs> sweet corn
1: dude tell me about sweet corn. oh my god
0: <laughs> oh my god sweet corn Okay, so Iowa is smack dab in the center of what we call the Corn Belt, uh-huh. which is, is, it the Corn Belt or the Sun Belt? Is that like adjacent to the Bible Belt? Yes, uh, above it, north of it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you look up a map of the Corn Belt. I'm going to pull up a map of the Corn Iowa Belt. Iowa is smack corn dab belt. right in the center of it, and we corn grow belt. the best corn. Don't let Nebraska tell you other- otherwise. We grow the best corn. Yeah, what? yeah i don't want to i don't want to start that fight <laughs> ryan just looked at me like he was going to stab <laughs> me when i said hold on <laughs> hey man we I... grow the best corn <laughs> and the sweet corn is part of that corn um it's just i don't i don't know what the process is but it's grown differently um, <laughs> i'm i'm grown I'm different grown different i t- i'm so tasty uh so dude, I kind of some sweet corn. <laughs> dude i'll grab you some next time we come back from <laughs> iowa my dad picked a bunch this year and he was making a killing so on it so i don't know what makes it so good but a few years ago i came back from iowa with a bag of sweet corn for my fiance's family mm. and her mom who's a big health freak legitimately thought that i put sugar in it
1: so wait is it it's just like regular corn it's on a cob. like
0: What's good about it? It's cone. It's, cone. it's
1: just good What a great cone. time to have this podcast. That'll I'm not to make that the intro. Um, it's cone. <laughs> no, but like, so it's just it's a it's a corn on the cob, just regular corn on the cob. Yeah. Grows from the ground. Yep. And then you just shave off the kernels. No. You
0: just Oh, you eat just eat it off the cob. Eat that shit from the cob. And
1: it's just sweet and delicious corn. Yeah. I've never seen such a beautiful thing. Dude, my mouth's kind of watering right now. Dude, Dude, that that kid would lose his fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, we we, need, okay, dude, we need to find this kid. We got to track him. We need to give him some sweet comb. Interview. He's going to lose his fucking mind.
0: (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just grown real naturally. uh, Minimal, probably no pesticides. And uh, once a summer when I was a kid, I would spend like all day just sitting there uh shucking it i forgot what it was called shucking it oh, shucks i just sit there shucking corn into a bucket for like hours
1: please for me and anyone who's listening please describe to me what is sh- ryan ryan nave's guide to shucking
0: corn well you need a bucket okay uh you need a big old pile of corn ears uh-huh. and you just kind of s- sit there uh put some music on and you just peel the uh leafy layers off the ear of corn until it's just cone and uh it just makes it more easy to consume just prepare it for consumption sometimes we would cut the kernels off Mm -hmm. just eat them with a spoon Uh, just kind of up to preference i'm i don't like corn as soon as it comes off the cob i will sit there what (laughs) and strip corn cobs all day long but if you give me like cut corn that i have to eat with a spoon. Fuck that! Why? I don't want that. Is it, it's this is not authentic enough. It's, it's harder to apply salt and butter. See, That's the, fair. the strategy is to get the the cone, <laughs> the sweet cone, or the regular cone, the sweet corn. Okay, and just get a stick of butter and just hold it in your fist like a Mongoloid. <laughs> oh Mondoid, my god! And just rub it. On your corn. <laughs> so you're just like you have your butter marker. You just and then your the corn, cone. and then you just kind of color the yeah, corn with the butter. Exactly. And then once you apply the butter. That makes the surface of the corn much more friendly to salt. That you layer it in, and oh my god, it's so good! This is, it sounds like the the redneck version of elote Probably
1: because I don't know. Do you know what that is? is no. It's it's a it's a Spanish snack. It's just like corn with like mayonnaise and chili or like tahini oh, on it. Oh, or butter. You need butter or mayonnaise. Okay.
0: Um. <laughs> uh But yeah, it's basically that. It's just but it sounds like different. <laughs> I just it's... had the handkill reaction to you, <laughs> you talking about how you prepare your cone.
1: Uh, you, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure you've heard it. You <laughs> might have heard of it, it's like Mexican street corn around oh, yeah. these parts. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. <laughs> of course, you've heard of that. We'll uh, but yeah, try each other's corn sometime. Ryan, I'd be honored to try your Sus- corn. Subscribe to the Patreon. Get our corn special. <laughs> subscribe to the
0: Patreon, and you can see our corn video. <laughs> it's cone. <laughs> it's it. Awesome. Um, we may, we're we the number one producer of ethanol, um, which is corn gas.
1: I Okay. I was also looking something up, and I didn't know if is true. It said you guys were, like, the
0: leading in pork, and I think... Boy. Oh. You go to Iowa. Uh-huh. The second you cross the border, until the second you leave the border, mm-hmm. all you're going to smell is hog shit Ooh. the entire state. I, I
1: was really hoping you were going to be
0: like, all you smell is bacon. And I was like, I'm moving to Iowa right all now. All you smell is pre-bacon.
1: Mm, I like post bacon hog shit <laughs> so yeah. okay a lot
0: of a lot of pork coming from Iowa a lot of pork uh, it's real real like it, we read we read a lot of Charlotte's Web when I was a kid in mm-hmm. school probably because it's like I don't know where Charlotte's Web takes place but it's very Iowa it's got big Iowa energy some and It takes place on a farm that's about it probably in Iowa <laughs> we got spiders we got pigs oh uh, I hate spiders <laughs> oh
1: never mind it's
0: nothing <laughs> So, yeah, a lot of hogs uh, and they're all you'll see these like long metal buildings um, just in the middle of the fields. uh, And those are just big hog pens where they keep the hogs and Mm -hmm. grow them, prepare them to eat delicious hogs with your sweet corn. Uh, A lot of cow, a lot lot of cattle, too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a huge dairy processing plant not far from where my dad lives. I toured it once. not very interesting, but it, I mean, it's cool if you're kind of into agriculture to see how it works. But we whenever like me and my fiance go to Iowa. Mm-hmm. My family just scrambles. They're like, how do we entertain them while we're here? And they, they like, we'll figure it out. If you leave us to our own devices, we'll get around and we'll have fun. But. Last time we went up, my dad was like, oh, we got to show you the cattle ranch." Uh-huh. So we went. It smelled terrible. Um, <laughs> Just one of the biggest uh, producers of dairy in the area. Uh, In fact, my dad came down here to Oklahoma a couple years ago and he got here and he was like, you'll never guess what? That farm that we looked at with all the cattle, one of their one of their lead guys came down here and now he manages the Brom Ranch. Oh, that's cool. So again, we went to the Brom's ranch, looked at the cattle again. They showed us how it worked again. Wasn't more interesting. Again. <laughs> but, Turns out nothing changed. Dude, you get some rural people from Iowa and you show them like a nice tractor and they will lose their minds. I can see that. You show them like a efficient cow milking assembly line. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny. Cause going back to the hogs,
1: I, I had this page pulled up with some questions I want to ask you about, but one of the things on there says hogs outnumber people four to one in Iowa. I bet. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, that's funny Not a lot but then as you were telling me
0: about it i was like oh shit okay maybe this list has got some shit yeah three million people number one hog producer in the country <laughs> so okay it smells terrible
1: there are people in iowa so i assume there are like actual like cities question mark
0: yeah there's a like
1: iowa city i've heard is pretty cool
0: yeah that's the original capital there's des moines i heard des
1: moines pretty cool and you were telling me about uh was it adventureland
0: Okay. Yeah, Ooh, man. All <laughs> right. So tell me. Tell me about this diamond in the rough here. I mean, like most other things I picture from my childhood in Iowa, it's just a very like idealistic amusement park. I'm sure it hasn't held up very well. <clears throat> it probably hasn't been maintained very much. I'd like to go back, but it's just it, it's Adventureland. They got roller coasters. They got a spooky ride called the Underground where mm-hmm. you see a guy getting eaten by an animatronic werewolf. Ooh. You got the space shot. Uh, And it's just where I would go a couple times per summer as a little kid to get a life-threatening sunburn. (laughs) And it it was good. It was fun. The sun hit different back then. Yeah. I I didn't have to go to the hospital if I got a sunburn. Well, you know, when you're little, you just heal real fast. Yeah, I guess. I was an X-Man when I was a child.
1: (laughs) So, okay. um, what, What else? Okay, besides Adventureland and checking out Des Moines and Iowa City, what are some other things to do? Out in Iowa, like if I want to go to if I'm going to Iowa next weekend, what are some things you're like, Albert? You have to go check this out. You have to go
0: do these things. Well, there's Reg Um What? Which I didn't even find out about it until after I left Iowa. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I think I was like probably 20, mm. and I was going up to spend like a week in Iowa with my dad. Uh, he picked me up near the border, and then we drove to his farm. But on our way, he was like, "Oh, Reg going on right now," and I was like, "What?" So Ragbri, R-A-G-B-R-A-I, is an annual bike race that they do just across Iowa every year. I've probably never heard of it because it's not that exciting. <laughs> but yeah, my dad insisted on bringing me to several small towns, like just a little like two-street town where there were people just lined up in their lawn chairs to watch the bikers go by. All so right. you, can, you can bike if you want.
1: Yeah.
0: My dad even offered, he was like, you know, if you or your friends want to come up and do Ragbri.
1: Why do they call it Ragbri?
0: I don't know. But I know that there's a lot of things that I would rather do than roast in the sun in the middle of an Iowa summer and just bike across the most flat state smelling hog shit the whole time. (laughs) But I'm I'm not into biking. I'm sure a lot of people are super into it. Ragbri is an annual great bicycle race across Iowa. Uh It's more than just a bike ride. It's an epic eight day rolling festival. Eight days of bike riding? It's a wide state. Jeez. But it's not just a bike race. It's an epic eight-day rolling festival of bicycle, music, food, camaraderie, and community. It is the oldest, largest, and longest multi-day bike touring event in the world. Hmm. Wow. You can take your tour to France and shove it. Yeah, I was about that. to say. Got <laughs> that's, Rag that's a bold statement, <laughs> but okay. Uh, oh, there's different routes, it's telling me. Oh, there's so many routes. Ooh. So this is like the farmer's version of the Gumball Rally. I mean, it, if people come from all over the world to do Reg Uh Yeah, like the Gumball Rally. It's like think of it like this: it's the Tour de France, but with bikes. Isn't the Tour de France with bikes? It's the Tour de France, but with like middle-aged Americans so yeah this is like the redneck version of the gumball Rally, right? <laughs> is what i'm getting out of I, it i guess a redneck area iowa but again people come from like europe to do this. yeah
1: i mean i'm not like trying to dog it it
0: sounds cool and listen any reason to gather together eat food and get drunk i'm i'm here for it oh, yeah. so yeah my dad said my dad was telling me about it he said like you can always tell who's serious and who's not because like by like 7 a.m all the like tryhards are gone they'll like mm-hmm. stop at night and like set up camp in a town and then, like most of the people get out of there by like seven AM because they want to do most of their biking while it's still cool in the morning. Yeah. But then you'll have people like stumble out hungover at like noon <laughs> and like pack their shit on the back of their like Walmart bike that they picked up. They're just like, oh god. And they have like a cooler tied on a rope that they're pulling behind the bike, full of Bud Lights. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, listen, you can have fun with. I
1: kind of want to try that. I kind of Ryan. When's
0: the next ride, Brian? Uh.
1: Because I think it the last one just ended recently. Oh, damn it.
0: It, it's like early summer, like June-ish. Okay,
1: so I got I got enough time to save up for like a decent bike.
0: <laughs> what 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 you have a job. What are you gonna do for like eight day? I guess you could just take eight days I'm off. I'm about
1: to take eight days of BTO so I can go to ragbri and bike across Iowa.
0: You want to take eight days off so you can just ride a ride a bike through hog shit fumes All right, let me, Let me try this again.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take two days off. So I can ride a bike while constantly with a beer, a oh, beer yeah. in my So you're going to do the
0: party circuit. Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I should have made that clear from the beginning. No, I do not want to actually attempt to be like the leader. I want to be the most fucked up. Like, I want people to look at me and be like, Jesus, it's almost impressive that the fact that he's still on his bike.
0: You can try, but they Is throw it cheating? down. Is it cheating if I bring an e-bike? I mean, it's on public roads. I, they can't, they probably can't tell you to leave. Hell yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Dude, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I got a year to save up for an e-bike, really train my liver to get it ready.
0: Get your cardio where it needs to be. Get my cardio up. I got a jump rope right there if you need it. All
1: right. <laughs> I have to jump rope with a beer in my hand. Ryan, we're going to train for this. It's going to be some serious training. My dad will be delighted. <laughs> Uh, maybe at first, but after I think he sees what happens, he won't be so happy. No, dude, my dad will be there at every corner
0: with a Bud Light to hand off to us as we ride by. <laughs>
1: I'm like, Mr. Nike!
0: My dad will get killer drone footage of us riding our bikes and like throwing up. <laughs> gotta, we'll just boot and rally for eight days straight. All right, so you got Rag Bry. Um Another thing, if you really like start digging deep into Iowa, that you'll hear about is the Grotto of Redemption. Okay. which is the biggest man-made grotto anywhere.
1: Real quick, for those of our listeners who don't know what a grotto is. You know, it's
0: understandable if they don't know what that is. Okay, good, because I have no <laughs> idea what a grotto is. A grotto, uh, let me look it up so I actually. From memory, it's just a man-made like stone structure. Uh, oh, Google I I was says thinking of a hole for some reason. Google says a small picturesque cave, especially hmm. an artificial one in a park or a garden. So just a man-made cave. Okay. And so the Grotto of Redemption in, I believe it's in West Bend, Iowa. So the Grotto of Redemption, basically in a long time ago, in the 1880s, this monk decided, I'm just going to start building a sick-ass grotto. And so he did. He just started finding rocks. Like I said, uh, Gilmore City, which is very close by, is the limestone capital. So he probably had a lot of rocks to pick from. And just started building this grotto. It's kind of like the uh, Westchester mansion in California. Except instead of a crazy lady, you got this monk just (laughs) manically building up this grotto. And there's like Jesus statues all over the place. Keep in mind, it's the biggest grotto that anyone's ever made. And uh, again, it's one of those things that when you go, all the locals are like, oh, you got to check out the grotto of redemption. And it's just... So difficult to care <laughs> about it <laughs> because it, this is just one thing with me. I'm like allergic to the sun, uh, so I have to plan out like my outside activities and just walking around like just a bunch of rocks glued together to make a big cave system with a bunch of Jesus statues. Eh. <laughs> yeah. All I, right, I've done it a lot. I don't know. It's
1: I'm feeling the Grotto Redemption a little less than I was feeling the Ragbri, <laughs> but
0: you know, it's.
1: I mean, I'm for sure someone out
0: there is really going to be into that. It's worth checking out once. And then after this monk died, people, they're, they're still adding on to it. They're still oh, that's cool. sticking rocks on this grotto. Uh,
1: okay, so I, real quick, maybe not real quick. I, I specifically asked you about things to do in Iowa because I was really hoping this would come up because I found it on a list. What you got? Do you know anything about the National Hobo Convention?
0: I've heard about it. Okay, because that was one of the things that it. came
1: up. It says, <laughs> Iowa's home to the National Hobo Convention. As well as the Hobo Museum, it's the only museum that dedicates itself to the hobo way of life. Now, it's respectable. I have to ask this. It's as all well. the people
0: who drop out of RAGBRAI and have no way to get home.
1: <laughs> is a hobo different from just a regular homeless person? In, yeah. According to Iowa,
0: at least. I mean, I know like in within the hobo lore, a hobo, lore. Horror, <laughs> a hobo is like someone who takes pride in like their vagrant lifestyle. Someone who like hops trains. Oh, they're just so they're like a drifter basically. Plays a harmonica on a lonely street corner. Yeah, just like a drifter. Okay, so like a
1: hobo like according to the hobo canon, like hobos are more just like, you know what, I I'm I'm I
0: wanna detach myself from society yeah. like capitalist America and very just very romanticized. Life. You I guess you could say a twenty twenty two hobo would be like a yuppie living in their van making blogs about it. Ooh, I bet the oh, Hobo man. Convention is popping off recently. Shoot, now, now, when you describe it that way, I actually kind of want to live the Hobo life now. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in myself for not knowing more about the Hobo Convention.
1: I was really hoping you re- it was going to be, like,
0: the first thing you brought up, so I was like, all right, I'm going to give him one more chance, and then I'm just going to ask him. I think there's even a Hobo Graveyard up there. What? 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 Yeah, I think it's by the Hobo Museum. Also, I just looked it up, it says in the dictionary... Look. A hobo is
1: one who wanders from place to place without permanent home or means of livelihood. So basically what you said. Yeah. And then a, a tr- homeless person is just, has no home. Uh, an unhoused folk. They're a, a homeless person.
0: Yeah, I googled uh, Iowa hobo graveyard, and I had one of the first images. Railroad Randy, 1951 to 2011, a friend to all. Oh. Shout That's out a out respectable a, Shout out, Hobo Randy. Randy. Shout out, Railroad Randy. Or Railroad Randy. It's a respectable gravesite.
1: It is. Um... And something else, I think you might be able to tell me more about. Uh, there was all, there was another list that said uh, Iowa has the third highest motorci- motorcycle ownership in the nation.
0: That makes sense. Uh, every every dude, just every dude I knew growing up had a hog that they were very proud of. My dad has had several Harleys throughout my lifetime. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I had motorcycles when I was a kid. yeah, I had two motorcycles. My first one was a Honda 50 that I got when I was five years old. I didn't want it. In retrospect, I kind of squandered it. I really wish I spent more time scooting around on my hog when <laughs> I was a little kid. Uh, and then I had another, like a Honda 70 or something, just a slightly more upgraded version. But yeah, dude, it's I mean, it's good Iowa culture. You just got nothing. Just the wide open road and fields.
1: Yeah, I can see that. That would actually be a great reason to get yeah. a motorcycle because I would love to have, like, just open, especially farm roads like that, where, like, oh, yeah. there's they're no... they're all straight lines. You yeah, it's just straight about. lines, no real speed limits, no one's really on them, and you just, just you and the road. Actually, that sounds pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, so... I'm starting to like Iowa more dude, and more yeah. than we talk about it. It's sounding yeah. kind of lit, actually. Having a hog, having a motorcycle is, like, a central tenant of Iowa culture, and I grew up in that, and I'm, my fiancé tells me I'm not allowed to have a motorcycle, Ryan,
1: you don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't have.
0: I know. No, I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> she said you can get a motorcycle as soon as you have a life insurance policy of $150,000. 150, $150,000? Ryan, I that's said, not a lot of money. I said, guess what, loser? I have a life <laughs> yeah, insurance policy. Like,
1: I'm pretty sure we have life insurance policies that are worth more than that. I got that shit already. I'm getting a motorcycle. 150. 000, that's not a... <laughs> you know, I say it's not a big one. Somebody out there is going to be like, fuck you.
0: I mean, yeah. It's She. It's because she set the bar low. She, she does. set she herself set real low. <laughs> But yeah, part of it is like there's it. It's all rural, flatland, straight roads. Nothing to look out for. Meanwhile, like here in Oklahoma City, it's. It, I would not want to ride a motorcycle anywhere in this place. But we're allegedly moving to like a north end of a north suburb of Oklahoma City. So that's when I strike. That's when I get my Honda.
1: You're gonna have to have something to keep yourself saying up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I had to. Okay.
0: Okay, also, one more thing about motorcycles. Oh, yeah, yeah go ahead. We're very close, not very, we're relatively close to Sturges, uh, South Dakota, which <laughs> is where they have, like, the biggest motorcycle rally in uh, the U.S. once a year in August, I think. That sounds awesome. Yeah, my dad goes, like, every year. He just goes and gets hammered with all his friends <sighs> for, like, five days and then See, that's the back dream. on his bike.
1: Unfortunately, I'm not sure I would be allowed to attend.
0: Eh, I didn't bet probably. Maybe there's a lot of Latino folks in Iowa. Really? Wait, of, wait, hold on, back up. What? It's a lot of farmland. Think about it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So mm. uh, yeah, a lot of Latinos. That doesn't mean they're like well liked. I mean, you could find you could find a clique to hang out with. I bet you 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 probably even be welcome at Sturgis. It's for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of like a not.
1: Horribly ignorant and rude way to go about this, but I'm just gonna read what's on this list and get your reaction from it It says I was the highest highest literacy state rate Yeah, dude, we like to read I like to read we're not too bad education and it's not okay It's not that like I assumed you guys were bad education or stupid. I just uh, figured like I Didn't that's not what I would have thought when I thought I like farming that makes sense to me like a bunch of farmers Like, you know, they're hard-working like really agriculturally focused, but
0: yeah, it just seems like well, a pretty cool. Here's the thing: when with schools, with the rural schools, you got the 4-H club. What's that? Uh, uh, head, heart, hands, and health. I think it's just the agriculture club. Oh, and okay. And so when you have that school connection, a lot more kids are going to want to get involved in like agriculture when it's kind of baked into school. But yeah, when I was doing research, uh, Iowa has like the top five uh, ACT and SAT scores in the country. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is you got some smart cookies. That's pretty awesome, actually. They don't fund education in Iowa like they do here in Oklahoma. <sighs> yeah. <that's>, uh... <laughs> you don't have politicians actively declaring war on education up there. Oof. But on that note, um, so, okay. I, I was
1: also seeing that I was saying a lot of, we've got a lot of Olymp- Olympic we uh, do, athletes that
0: come out of, or not we, Iowa does. Um, so almost Gotch. 20. Frank Gotch is an Olympic wrestler. From Humboldt, Iowa, my hometown. Hey, it's you. We have a park in Humboldt called Gotch Park, and there's a bronze statue of this uh, big wrestler guy right in the middle of it. Nice. I don't know much about him. Uh, let's see. Frank Gotch died in 1917. Oh. Uh, was an American professional wrestler. Gotch was the first American professional wrestler to win the world heavyweight freestyle championships, and he is credited for popularizing professional wrestling in the United States. Look at us, the kid. The kid from Humboldt, Iowa, popularizing wrestling. Uh, he competed back when the contests at championship level were largely legit. Eh, big wrestler from my hometown. <laughs> he, I guess he really made it popular. But yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a- It looks like a lot of Olympic athletes. Uh, I don't know anyone else besides Frank Gotch, just because he's from my hometown. But you also have Frank Gotch. Uh, I know you've been on an MTV kick lately, watching mm-hmm. everything Rob Deerdick does. I, the Rob Dyrdek channel. I love it. Uh, you want to guess who else with the MTV connection is also from Iowa? Is it Johnny Knoxville? Ashton Kutcher. What? Really? Uh, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Knoxville is in his name. Why would he be? For... Anyway. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> I don't know, man. You put me on the spot. You said MTV. And that was the last person who was on Fantasy Factory. So I was like, uh, Knoxville. Yeah. Hometown hero. Ashton Kutcher. Uh you know, you just smart, you start out a small town kid, you grow up to join the Church of Scientology, and marry... Is Ashton Kutcher Lacunas, part of the Church of
1: Scientology? I think he is. He
0: might have actually, like, repented, but... I thought he did. I thought he, like, wasn't against... I thought he was against... Anyway. Completely off topic.
1: Sean Johnson, Lolo Jones, and yeah, Dan Gable... Yeah, he's a Gable. member of
0: the Church of Scientology. <laughs> All right. I would like to rebuke Ashton Kutcher's membership. Most a, rich people are. Most of the people of Bible.
1: are. Uh, also, Sean Johnson, Lolo Jones, and Dan Gable... Also Olympic gymnast or Olympic athletes from good old Iowa.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know who else is from Iowa? Ryan Nave. Slipknot. All of them? The entire well everyone except for the rhythm guitar player Jim Root. And they have some new members recently cuz Paul I, Gray and Joey Jordison died. But yeah, Slipknot. That actually makes sense cuz Corey definitely looks like a good Midwestern boy. Oh yeah, Corey has a lot Corey Taylor, lead singer of Slipknot. Corey motherfucking Taylor. Has a lot of trauma that he got from Iowa that he was able to convert into beautiful music. So was Snuff was that actually written about Iowa? Is that is that like a theory? Is that a running theory? No, it's just it's it's a very sad song. Oh, maybe. Probably. <laughs> it makes me think of Iowa sometimes. Uh what was written about Iowa is their second album. Iowa. That's the name of their second album. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a song on there called Iowa 2. It doesn't really have a lot of actual connection to the state. Oh, yeah. I mean, on the album, he d- he's not like, corn! <laughs>
1: but, uh. So, okay. You know how Mac DeMarco has, Here Comes the Cowboy? Yeah. I want Corey, actually, I want Slipknot to write an entire ballad and just going, corn. <laughs>
0: they probably have actually done some pretty goofy, like, joke outtake songs about <laughs> looking at the cornfields.
1: All right. So, anybody else super notable from uh, good old Iowa? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of people
0: here. Uh, Jason Momoa. No way. Is from Iowa. Is he really? No, Aquaman is from the most landmarks. Khal Drogo state. is from <laughs> Iowa. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, see now it makes sense. Aquaman. Yeah, it's crazy. But then Khal Drogo makes sense. You know, playing I mean, we, warrior, we, and then now. Uh
0: we we like our horses in iowa so (laughs) man jason momoa uh, jason momoa uh (laughs) so yeah jason momoa is from iowa that's amazing uh sort of related to carl drago is it carl drago carl drago carl cow (laughs) call sort of related to that uh the savior of middle earth frodo baggins is from iowa elijah wood elijah wood dude there's a lot of cool people from iowa yep uh, not very cool person from Iowa, uh, John Wayne. I mean, it's up to debate whether or not you think he was cool. I don't think John Wayne was cool. I think Clint Eastwood is, like, miles ahead of John Wayne cool, John Wayne when it comes to being cool. But, yeah, John Wayne is from Iowa. I've seen his birthplace. My dad loved that. It's a tourist attraction. You can just drive by this shitty house that he was born <laughs> inside of. In the same... The Duke. So John Wayne's birthplace is in Madison County. Which is where uh-huh. the Clint Eastwood film *Bridges Over Madison County* takes place. Oh, hey! So, have you ever seen a picture of like a bridge that's like it's got a roof on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's painted like a barn. Yeah, I've seen those, those are those are from Iowa. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, where they, they originated? You, yeah, like rural. Uh, I don't know. You always see those in like stories taking place in rural areas. Just these covered bridges that look like barns. They originate in Iowa. Nice. All right, so. I've I'm re- I'm actually fallen in love with Iowa the more we talk about it's it. It's not bad. When you live in Oklahoma, it's it seems pretty nice. It sounds nice. It's affordable to live in, a lot of job opportunity. So uh,
1: are there any other fun facts you want to leave the, the listeners with about this amazing state of Iowa
0: that we've been talking about? I got a couple. All right, um, let's hear it. Let's see what let's we got. See. The Iowa State Fair is where mm-hmm. the art of butter sculpting originated. Really? So I have a lot of memories of being a kid and seeing like a life-size... Butter statue of a cow. Why did I think that was here? Uh, I don't know. Your uh, your guys' dairy uh, production is weak whoa, 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 compared whoa. to Iowa. Whoa, 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 don't look at me and say your guys
1: <laughs> talking about Oklahoma. Oh. Either it's
0: both of us or it's none of us. All right, <laughs> I'm not taking the fall for this one. You're right. This state's dairy production is weak compared to. <laughs> Excuse compared to Iowa. me. That shit is ours. We invented butter sculpting.
1: Nice.
0: Take it from my cold buttery hands. <laughs> So, yeah, I saw like life size statues of butter cows when I was a kid. I feel like that would actually be like a super difficult thing to do because butter melts I bet. fast. There's a documentary called Butter, and it's all about butter sculpting at the Iowa State Fair. There's
1: like a crazy temperature. It's a small, small margin where it's very hard and not very malleable, and then liquid.
0: Yeah. You could probably, uh. So that's credit... a skill. That's an impressive skill. You're good at butter sculpting. Yeah. You could probably credit the, uh, boom of butter sculpting in Iowa to the, uh, fair climate up there. Hmm. Uh, oh God, we haven't even talked about the climate. Summers will be like 90% humidity and like uh. 90 degrees. Because you, when you have to think about it, most of Iowa is in the summer plants. Like most of the state is covered in plants. Mm-hmm. Those plants get thirsty. And then, uh, As the day goes on, they start giving off all their uh, water just into the atmosphere. I've tried to take pictures of a crop duster in Iowa before, and I got so mad because I couldn't get it. Because as soon as I took my camera out, it was just fog all Hmm. over the camera lens, all over the mirror on the inside. Very humid, but maybe that's what makes it uh, easy to sculpt butter up there. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Uh, Field of Dreams was shot in Oklahoma, and the field is still there in Iowa, not Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> the field is still there as a tourist trap that you can go check out. The last fun fact I have is the Velisca axe murder house. Oh, okay. So you officially caught my interest. I mean, you had it. Now you have my curiosity. <laughs> the Velisca axe murders happened sometime on the night of June 9th to June 10th of 1912 in the town of Valeska Iowa. The six members of the Moore family and two guests were found bludgeoned to death in the Moore residence. All eight victims, including six children, had severe head wounds from an ax, and a lengthy investigation yielded several subjects, one of whom was tried twice. Uh, the first trial ended in a hanged jury, and the second one ended in acquittal. The crime remains unsolved. So I happen to know that during the investigation, the, there were just people just coming in and out of the house, like, all day. Oh like, they God. had no, like, CSI kind of precedence back then. They were just like, oh, God, they're dead. Go get the local barber. He needs to check this out. <laughs> and then the barber's like, oh, my God. God. Get the tax person. he's Come look at this. So there was just a parade oh of people God. through this house all day. That's probably why they didn't find anyone. But, yeah, the house, the Velisca Axe Murder House still stands. You can go check it out. Oh, well, pretty brutal. Okay, actually, yeah. <laughs>
1: Ryan, I'm not gonna lie. Next time you go to Iowa, I might have to hitch a ride because I want to check this place out. Now,
0: I mean, it looks like it's not too far out of the way of where I go through. It's on like southwest side of the state. It's near the. Uh, oh, ooh, if I go through Omaha, I could swing right by. Hell yeah. Well, unless you have anything else you'd really like to talk about, Ryan, to teach us teach us all about the wonderful state of Iowa. I mean, that's that's the gist of it. <laughs> corn the corn cows cows butter it's a swing state uh so for some reason it's always like a a huge target for politicians when they start campaigning i don't know why Uh, maybe it's because it's a real politically divided it i don't know a lot of a lot of liberals a lot of conservatives in iowa it's pretty split down the middle so that might be why it's a swing state Hmm. but overall it's a nice place i like it more than oklahoma So, uh, I would rate Iowa, uh, seven out of 10 years of corn, (laughs)
1: seven out of 10 years of corn.
0: Okay. That's not, that's not a bad rating. Did you have fun learning
1: about Iowa? I actually had a lot of fun (laughs) learning about Iowa. Uh, if I had to put it, but okay. So you, you have lived there, Yeah. but
0: recommending to someone or now that you're older, would you recommend living, visiting, or just driving through? It really depends on the person. You know, if you're used to, like, a slow, just laid-back lifestyle, not into the hustle and bustle, it could be a good spot. Yeah. So. But uh, if you're very, like, you know, if you're an industrious person who likes to get stuff done, maybe Des Moines could be your place, but probably steer clear of Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to give
1: it a, uh, a definitely a visit. Yeah. But I don't think it's anywhere I'm going to live. But I'm not going to drive, like, I'm not just going to pass through it. If I go to Iowa, I'm definitely going to visit some spots. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you, Ryan, for teaching us about this wonderful state of Iowa. I cannot wait to talk about California and uh, how very different it is. Me neither. Well, thank you for joining us here on the Statesman Podcast. We will see you next time. It's
0: Colin.